Hello, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Mary Kincaid. I'm Emmeline. Hi, my name is Teresa. This week's topic is social media. We'll be discussing some key factors from Boyd, identity, why do teens seem strange online, and Ronson, God, that was awesome, as well as some ideas on how it can be implemented into the classroom with specific lessons and projects geared toward social media. Social media is the easiest way for students to keep up to date with the current news. It acts as a bridge between the exchanges of ideas among a wide variety of participants such as Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and Skype, just to name a few. Obviously, it has pros and cons. Boyd said, The internet has not evolved into an idyllic zone in which people are free from the limitations of the embodied world. Posts taken out of context can be damaging to an individual. Teens use social media as a way to express themselves. They choose to create multiple identities, not in a psychological sense, but just by choosing to represent themselves in different ways on different sites. They can create an identity that works for a specific group of viewers, but at the same time, the unintended viewers cannot ascertain what the true person embodies. Jenny Sundin spoke about how the internet frees people of the burdens of their material or physical embodiment. These new identities enable them to become better versions of themselves. Teens do not see social media as a virtual space. Rather, it is a place to gather with friends while balancing privacy and safety with humor and image. Ronson spoke strongly of the intensified danger of mass online character destruction due to social media drama. It creates a stage for constant artificial high drama. Now that we have a better understanding for what social media is, let's talk about some of its positive aspects. For example, I think it's a great way to easily communicate with friends and family, to share with them what you've been up to lately, and any special occasions or events that you have taken place in your life. It's especially useful for those family and friends that you don't see often or who are far away. It's also a great way to find groups of people and communities with similar interests to your own. That way you can talk and share posts related to similar subjects that you all enjoy, such as a certain baseball team, movies, or as Boyd mentions in his article, one of your favorite music groups. It is also a great way to educate yourself. There are so many groups out there that form on social media platforms that, where people showcase their expertise. Having this kind of information available to us makes it easier than ever before to learn new things. Let's use the example of learning a new language. There are so many apps available under the category of social media where you can get connected with people that speak the language you want to learn. This makes it easy to ask questions, practice, and communicate with people all over the world in order to learn. Using YouTube, which is another social media platform, is also a great way to learn and improve your skills. 
I also think it's a great way to portray yourself in a way you would like to be seen, letting others only see what you want them to see because you have full control over what's posted and shared on your page. Social media can also hurt you and others. Boyd discusses an example of a teen who wanted to get into a good college and wrote his application essay on his desire to escape the gangs in his community. However, when the admissions officer looked at his social media, they found gang symbols and inappropriate or crass language. In this way, social media hurt his chances of getting into a good college, as the admissions officer at first glance got a very different impression of him based on his MySpace account. Because the audience, in this case the admissions officer, did not have the context, in this case the fact that the teen used gang symbols on his social media as a way to protect himself from gang violence, to fully interpret and understand the teen's online presence. Ronson also gives examples of how what you post on social media can be misconstrued by the audience. You may post a joke you think is funny or harmless, but it may be read in a completely different manner by someone else. This can lead to losing friends, losing your job, or even being publicly shamed. It is extremely important to understand what negative consequences there are to using social media and how to avoid them. It is important for teens to understand the dangers of social media and how what they post online, whether they believe it to be harmless or just a joke, they can be seen by others in a different way. Boyd calls this a context collapse and oftentimes the kind that teens face occurs over time and unexpectedly when an unintended audience grabs hold of the content they have shared on social media. Social media could easily be incorporated into the art classroom by encouraging the students to create an online virtual museum exhibit on Facebook showcasing a variety of their own artwork and demonstrating their creativity in a variety of mediums. Students would have the ability to comment on their fellow classmates' artistic expressions just as an art critique would do. A peer review could help to encourage students to continue working on developing their skills as well as give them the ability to collaborate and expand on their own individual styles of artistic creativity. I think social media can be a very important and helpful tool to incorporate into the elementary classroom. One way to do it can be through using platforms like kidblog.com and creating an online blog for your class. Students can make blog posts individually or with partners on varying topics. This is a great way for students to work on their writing skills and offer the opportunity to incorporate different subjects and topics as well, such as having students write blogs describing what a trip to Brazil might be like during a geography unit. It's very empowering for students to be able to have ownership over a blog for themselves and be able to work with people in their class or people across the hallway in other classrooms, people in their schools, and share and communicate with them. Additionally, having students read each other's blog posts as, they share, as they're shared and comment on them in order to build discussion will improve writing, reading, and communication skills. Using a self-contained, safe platform of social media such as this one also offers a bridge for teaching young students about how to navigate social media safely as so many st as so many students today and young people 
are using social media at a younger and younger age as it's become so prevalent in our society. I think it's important for teachers to find ways of incorporating um, how to use social media safely, how to avoid um, any consequences, negative consequences as talked about previously, how to be um, courteous and not bully others or get bullied by others and how to properly talk to people online and in real life. And I think it's a great learning tool for that. An idea I had to use social media as a tool in the art classroom is to use it in projects. I think Instagram in particular is a great tool to use uh, where you can have students create an Instagram account to showcase their work or as just a means to present something they've been working on. It's also a great way to start their social media presence online as an artist, which is becoming a necessary aspect of today's world. It's an easy way for potential clients to view their work easily and to get in contact with them if needed. With all that said, social media is a great tool to use in and out of the classroom. It's a great way to communicate with friends and family members, as well as a great way to discover some of your interests and find communities with people who share your interests. However, it is essential to be aware and conscious of the content that you produce, like, and share on social media. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. 